listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Alive Again, Pet Loss Radio, a tiny little show on PetLifeRadio.com, which is the world's largest pet resource on the radio with podcasts. They're over on iHeart. They're everywhere, everywhere. So we're really proud to be one of the shows listed in Pet Life Radio's lineup. Our show is called Alive Again. And what's it about? Well, we talk about pet loss. We talk about transition afterlife rainbow bridge and life after death and then we also add animal communication and connection techniques so if you want to listen to us 24 7 we welcome you listening to these podcasts which we hope will get you through the day and help heal your heart if you want to watch us i'm over on youtube we do pet loss tv and each week i have new episodes where we answer questions and you're going where do you get these questions from hey We have a wonderful Facebook group where we have a buffet of ideas that we answer questions, have lively discussions, and help heal your heart. The people that are with us today are Anne and Bill and Frankie, and we'll be talking about pet loss, guilt, and grief. If you'd like to talk to any of our show members today, just come on over, and I'm sure they'll be glad to help you. One of the things I'd also like you to do is look at our archives. We have lots of shows. Check them out. All right? So, Miss Anne. Tell me first what precipitated you asking this questions as one of the winners in our face group for questions for our radio show. And thank you for doing such good ones because I'm sure a lot of people will learn from the answers inspired by you today. Hi, Brent. Yes, thank you. I think what, first and foremost, I want to thank you for allowing me to join the group today and be able to express uh, my feelings. And I think first that what actually happened is about two months ago, I lost my little baby girl. And I've been really struggling with this. And I joined the group, and I've been able to, you know, it's been a wonderful group. And, and I feel really blessed to be uh, with the group, and it's very comforting. And, and tell uh, us your baby's name. She wouldn't appreciate it if you did now, you know. Maxie. That's a girl. That's the girl, all right beautiful little girl and there's no no other dog that would ever replace her she was the best and she had a beautiful soul beautiful soul and i think that the one of the things that we want everybody to know is a lot of people think when you talk about the subjects that we talk about and again as i said we have a buffet of ideas over in our group is you're with kindred spirits and nobody thinks you're crazy for anything you want to share because we are all there connected through the love in our hearts for our pets that have passed and helping each other stand up and get through the times that we're sharing after your pet has transitioned. And Maxine is just one fabulous little poodle. And tell us what inspired you the exact event when you say the guilt that you felt because everybody out there listening is going to totally understand because they've probably been there too. And I want to thank you for having the courage and the boldness and the candor and the vulnerability to tell your story because it's going to help somebody in the middle of the night who can't sleep that listens to this podcast and it'll get them through till tomorrow morning. And for that, Anne, we're very grateful. So tell us what made you feel the guilt about Maxine? Well, I think it started um, probably uh, back in November when um, 
I went to my vet with the dog because she wasn't feeling well and having some issues uh, with her, I guess her heart at that time. And the vet asked uh, me to put her on uh, this medication and uh, with an allopril. And so I was giving her medicine that I felt was the right thing at the time for her heart. And through the course of giving her this medicine, the problems with the coughing that she started to, to get with the heart stopped. And I thought, well, this is a great thing. And it was working. But as months went on, by January, she started to decline in her health and started to have uh, renal failure. So within the month, I had to put Maxine to sleep because she lost uh, so much weight and uh, just wasn't eating and just couldn't even get up at that point anymore. But I think the guilt that I feel from that is because I blame myself in some ways. I trusted the vet, but I blame myself because I gave her this medicine and that I may have caused her to uh, have the kidney failure and ultimately to have to euthanize her. Bill, you want to express your opinion on that? Ooh, that's a tough one, but uh, I don't think there's any way that you can really blame yourself for essentially following the uh, prescribed orders from the vet. And I think the biggest thing to remember is I do believe that, that your little Maxine knows that you did not do anything to her that wasn't the best thing for her. I know uh, late at night that probably isn't a whole lot of comfort right now, but I think it will be a little later on. And I think that here's the bottom line. When a body deteriorates which it has to do because that's how life on earth is set up. A body is born, it has physical disabilities, or it meets with an accident, or there is something that has to create an exit point for the pet spirit to transition and leave the body. And even though you are talking about you gave her the medicine well the vet prescribed it that's the best you could do if you hadn't given her the medicine then the pleurisy or when you have congestive heart failure the fluid she would have drowned in her own lungs and drowned around her own heart so by giving her the medicine you actually extended her life even though you say the side effects you feel took her life so i don't know for those who have asthma out there or copd i have several friends who have that and Sometimes they, when they can't draw a breath, they say it's the most horrific thing in the world because you're living, but you can't draw your own breath. And I believe just recently on 60 Minutes, they showed a sarin attack on, that attacks the nerves of your lungs and people couldn't draw a breath. So when you think about Maxine, who I've had the privilege and honor of getting to meet, not drawing a breath versus having issues later down the road, I think that you were not being selfish, but you gave her a quality of life rather than asphyxiating herself while she was alive in her own fluids, that is something you should be proud of. And I think that one of the things is important for you to separate from in this thought of guilt, which I think is erroneous, is if you had given her no medicine, she would have died sooner and more horrifically with symptoms that would have been just not fun to watch. And although she lost weight and did go into kidney failure, her body had to shut down with something. And was it better for her to live a good life up until a certain point? I would have chosen what you chose. And that's a call each of our souls must make when we reach that stage of the game where your pet's body is no longer serving its spirit and it's time to release the fursuit. So I think that you make a choice. And I think you were going 
for quality of life over the extenuating circumstances that might be created down the road in a body that was already set in motion to leave due to dehabilitation. Do you have any comments? Well, I do, and I know in my heart that it Mm -hmm. was the right thing to do at that time to give Mm -hmm. her the medicine. But then again, I still struggle, and I can't let go of the fact that I feel that I may have contributed to her leaving earlier than maybe she could have lived a little longer. And I, I okay. Well, I let's stop right there. Wait, I need, I need to stop okay. right there. If you hadn't given her the medicine, she would have drowned in her own bodily fluids earlier. Period. That's not a lovely thing to say, oh. especially on the air, and it's a very delicate subject. But when a human being or any animal has congestive heart failure, it creates fluids that either compresses the heart so it can't beat, or backs up into the lungs so they they're filled with water and fluid. And if you don't get the fluid off, the cough continues and they just aspirate in their own inner body fluids. And as horrific as that sounds, because I've had a friend who's lost two pets to that, she said that she made the choice of also giving the medicine because it just tore her soul out when she would hear her little dog cough, that either watery, really cough they do, or gagging for breath. And so when you give her the opportunity to breathe over the symptoms of kidney failure, I think I would choose breathing every time because it's less, the word I want to say, it's less uh, hard on the being. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I mean, like if, if we all of a sudden we cut your air off and you're gasping for breath, is it harder that way or if you have basically a kidney infection? You know what I'm saying? I do. And if I, you put it in human aspects, if when you're gasping for breath, have you ever swallowed something and you couldn't get your breath? That's the feeling. Well, I think and I think she, she had a quicker death by, you know, and I want to say because she had the renal failure, but it was only a matter of a month's time or less. She would have died earlier from drowning in her own fluid. When fluid so builds up, sense, you can't get it down. In that sense, I'm grateful because I feel she didn't suffer for a long extended period of time. Exactly. But I think what's most important in all of this, and Bill, just chirp right in if you have insights is we all examine and examine and examine because I had to help a dog transition and I you know I examined it probably seven billion times maybe a few more and I think what's most important is and this is the speed bump our mind has to go over Maxine was not going to live forever that's a fact Maxine chose to go with the dehabilitating health issues she chose to have in her body and I think What's essential here is when Maxine chose, because a lot of people will keep their pets living longer than the body allows. It's sort of like people being, now I'm one that I'm going to be the last one sitting by the respirator saying don't unhook them because that's just who I am. It's just like let's keep them as long as they can and hope as long as you can. But when you have an animal, I think more where your guilt and grief is, is not accepting that she was going to die because you held her in the stead of a person. And as a person, you expect her to be around as long as you were. And that's when you have a fur person. Isn't that the way you felt, Bill, when you got ramrodded with uh, Malaya's death? Yeah, uh, I guess in some ways my situation was a little easier than uh, than yours, Anne. Maya was seemed perfectly healthy right up to the last. She collapsed one morning, and we rushed her to the vet, and they diagnosed her with an enlarged heart. And that same day is when we uh, euthanized her. 
So in our case, it was like a two or three hour period and there just wasn't much choice. The vet told me that if we didn't euthanize her, that she would be gone on her own by the next morning. So in some ways, uh, Maya did what she needed to do to make it easier on me is what it seemed Mm -hmm. like to me. And I think that, you know, Anne, because you treated Maxine as such a person, which we all do, I think that that's one of the reasons that it's harder to think about you contributing to the shortness of her life. But think if she were a St. Bernard or a bloodhound who had a lesser expectancy, she lived a good long life. She did. She did. She had a great life. I think the longer you have them, the longer you want them around, too. Oh, definitely. My border collie chose to leave at 17 and a half years, and he passed of kidney failure. And so I understand that, but I think that what would you have done differently if I'm the tooth fairy and could come in and say to you, okay, I'm going to tap you on the top of your head. I'm going to remove all guilt, but Maxine still has to cross over. What would you do differently? I don't know that I would have. There's your answer. Or the only other thing I might have done was not initially ever given her the medication. Okay, but she would have died earlier. And I guess my, in my, I go back to that same thought of, well, maybe she wouldn't have if I didn't give her the medicine. So either way, she had to leave. Yes, I understand. Because she was going to be, she was short of her 16th birthday a mm-hmm. few weeks. And I think, Bill, it's really lovely that you recognize that that was a gift that you had that she chose to pass rapidly and suddenly at the time, just like when Mike was killed and the steering wheel went through his chest. I didn't think rapidly and suddenly was a gift, but because he had multiple sclerosis, I believe that was a gift in that had we spent our lives long together, I would have suffered with him through his progression of uh, MS. And I think that in addition to it activating what I was supposed to do with my soul's purpose, his leaving rapidly like that did, in fact, become, although some days it doesn't seem like it, a gift so that I did nothing but remember the good times. And I think, Anne, that had Maxine chosen to linger on, it would have just, as they say in the South, eaten you alive. So I don't know how to assuage your pain because that's a given. I think if for every time you feel guilty, you also feel glad that you had a life with her and she didn't suffer horrifically because she did give you, unlike Bill's pet, she did give you a month to deal with her and to make your peace. Yes, she did. And Bill didn't have that because I think that he might have realized that he was strong and could handle it and would pick up on the fact that this was a gift. So I think that that's where you have to let go of the guilt. And that's because, I mean, I walked around for a year going, I killed my dog, I killed my dog, I killed my dog when I helped her transition over. But she had lung cancer. And every time she breathed, she'd go, huh, 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 because she was hurting. And I couldn't handle it. I was not going to let her hurt. And so I made the choice to help her transition. And it just ate me up. But then when I realized, had I not helped her do that, she would have been in pain every day and your dog would have been drowning in his own fluids, then what I learned to do was every time I felt guilty, I would replace it with a grateful thought and say, thank you for allowing me to go through this journey with you. Thank you for allowing me to help you transition over so that you didn't suffer heinous and horrific physical consequences just because I was trying to hold on to you. So if you can replace what you consider guilt, which I think more is a misunderstanding with yourself. Now, guilt would be if you were like the veterinarian that shot the cat through the head with an arrow. That was intended. That should have some guilt to it. You see what I'm saying? 
Yes. Yours was with the highest and best good and the highest and best love. It sure was. And so I think that the guilt is more with your mindset than the actual activity. And where you need to remove the guilt is, and this is hard line, but that's I get that's what I get to put the chapstick on to say, she was going to die. She had to die because animals' bodies have to deteriorate much quicker than ours do. That's what their turnover is. I don't know. Has anybody ever, uh, the oldest dog I've ever seen was an 18 and a half year old golden retriever. Have y'all ever heard of how the oldest animal dog or cat was? I think I read a while back that there was one that made it to 23. Wow. Oh, yes, I did. I saw a cat that was 30 years old. Wow. And he was, uh, they kept him in a blanket and yeah, he was a Guinness Book of Records and he made it till he was 30 years old. And they were feeding him pureed food and all that stuff. So, Anne, I think that it's more about, if you can, to change your mindset instead of dwell on what you consider guilt when it was for your highest and best good love toward Maxine. Because the only person that tells yourself it's guilt is you. And you can spend all that time going, I'm guilty, I'm guilty, I'm guilty, I'm guilty. Or you can spend all that time saying, I love you, Maxine, talk to me. I love you, Maxine, talk to me. I love you, Maxine, talk to me. So you have to make the free will choice of shifting your energy mm-hmm. from dwelling on what was, because there's no way you can bring that dead fursuit back. That fursuit's gone. And I'm just beating myself up by continuing to do this. Yes. And as long as you're hanging in there beating yourself up about that fursuit, which was a darling one. And Bill, if you look in our group, you know, the picture of the little poodle that was the top of Ask Your Question, that's yeah. Maxine. That's Maxine. Oh, Isn't she the darling? That's my little She's baby the cutest thing. So Gorgeous here's your choice. Thing. Just better. See, that's why I had to do that. I, you just need to, you got your choice. Do you want to keep beating yourself up? Are you having fun doing it? What's the benefit out of it? No, I'm not having fun. I'm not okay. sleeping well. I, I'm not having fun. Okay, so where's your benefit in any of beating yourself up? There is none. Okay. And Are you I ever going to get her back? No. Okay. Is that fursuit ever going to be intact again? No. Okay. So then now let's focus on the love you shared. Let's focus on talking about all the good times. Let's talk about that fabulous little face. I'd put that little face, that, that picture I did, I'd take that little face, put it, blow it up, put it by your bed, and start saying, my heart hurts. I love you. Where are you? Talk to me. So you have to change your mind, and you have to step out of what was and live in the is. And everybody has to deal with it. Now, listen, you're talking to the person who sat on the sofa and stared at the pond for seven years after Mike died. So when I'm pushing you here, I'm trying to teach you from what I learned. Because Mike kept saying to me, go out, go have a life. I don't want to. I miss you. Go have a life. Go have fun. You're bubbly. You're exuberant. I don't want to. I miss you. So I cried for seven years. And I honor as long as it takes because I'm probably the slowest one going. But I also, because now it's my soul's mission to try and help get you out of that so you can start enjoying just like Mariah did today of when Mariah got Bill, who had this timetable of when he was going to get a new puppy. Well, yes, we'll do this in uh, one year, point four months. And then Miss Malaya said, I don't think so. Let's you meet Mariah. So when is Mariah coming into your life now? I'll be driving up to pick her up the last week of May. There you go. So there was a different timetable from the heart. And the reason that you're stagnating is because you're choosing that timetable for your heart, Ann. The most interesting thing to me, and I just did a YouTube show on it, is people say, do my pets miss me? 
Well, when you watch them, and I see them cross over the death line, turn into sparkler form, and then get there, they're more concerned about you crying and being upset. Now, you know Maxine was a joyous creature. I mean, she was like happy on the hoof. Wouldn't you say that? I mean, just fluff and love. Do you think in any way that it's dishonoring her to live in grief about her rather than celebrate her? I'd rather celebrate her. I would. I'd rather celebrate her. Then you have to do that. You have to, every time you have a guilt notion, you go, I do not accept having guilt. I did it with the highest and best love that I have. We're moving forward. Talk to me and start telling her about the things you love about her. The reason I gave you the medication is because I love the way you ran down the hall with your cute little booty bottom. I love the way you parked in all of the 10,000 dog beds all over the house and looked at me. I love the way your face followed me everywhere I went. And in time, that will take over and permeate the grief that you keep going over and over, but it's not going to change anything. By celebrating her love, that will change everything and make her life valid. The fact that I have this guilt, is that also because I am having trouble with letting go Bill? of her, her death? I'm going to let Bill answer that one. Well, I think uh, it is difficult to let go. I still have trouble with it. Uh, as far as mine is concerned, even though I found another little love in my life, to me that's just probably something that's going to be hard hard to do. I can see myself still having trouble with it a year from now. Right here. Mike's been gone almost 17 years. I still have trouble. You will always have a cry-a-thon. I mean, I think last week I had a good day that I just cried all day and don't talk to me because I was crying about Mike being gone. But while I was doing all of that, I said to myself, I'm so glad I'm crying over this because I got to experience such love, such tenderness, and such unconditional everything. That's why I'm crying. Wow, what a gift. And so I just was in the middle of crying, shape-shifted it. Thank you, Mike, for giving me what you did. So I'm crying over it 17 years later. So I think rather than you know beating yourself up that you're crying, go on and have a good cry because they're going to be, Maxine in Maxine's fur form is going to be a part of your being forever. Until death do you part. So just accept it and cry and say, I'm so glad I get to cry because I experienced such great love from it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And I did experience great love. Then cry yourself silly or long and just say, I'm so grateful that I got to cry over this because you had it. I mean, there are a lot of people out there that never have had the opportunity to experience what you did. Nor you, Bill. And I think Bill said, wonderful, you know, when uh, Myla first walked in, she shuffled everything up and she shuffled everything up when she left. Yeah, she that turned, right? She turned our lives upside down, that's for sure. Yeah. And I think that that's a joy that a lot of people don't get. They just have a pet. And there's nothing wrong with just a pet. But when you come to soul pets and pets that become a fabric of your heart, that's different. And I think that's what Maxine was. So to answer your question, I wouldn't let Mike's ring come off my finger. Because I was afraid that if I took the ring off, it made me lose the connection to Mike and that it would admit that he was dead. So I think, yes, you're right. I think you're, by giving up the guilt, you're afraid to acknowledge that the first suit is dead. And that's what's so critical. And that's what I learned in my journey with Mike is I was so concerned about if I gave up anything of his like. Don't be giving away his clothes. That means he's dead. Don't take your ring off and put it on the other hand. That means he's dead. Don't be doing this and this and this. That means he's dead. Hello. His body was dead. Mike was alive and well because after seven years, I'm still crying. And I said to him, Mikey, tell me, 
why? Why won't you be here? And he said, look, I'm the one that went through all the trouble. I had the steering wheel go through my chest. You're just sitting there crying. So little Maxine would say, hey, I'm the one that went through the congestive heart failure. I'm the one that went through renal failure. You're just crying. Why don't you spend your time loving me and telling me how much you loved me and how much you liked me? And Mike said to me, why don't you spend time celebrating me instead of beating yourself up? And I'm going, ooh. I'm doing right now. Yeah. And that's when I realized the difference between dead fursuit and living energy. Mike said, if you want to sit around and keep crying, go on. But I'm alive and well, and I'm doing fine. And he said, you're just throwing your life away. So instead, I should be celebrating her. Yeah. If you loved her that much, then celebrate her. Yes, most definitely. Thank you. Because there's nothing you can do to change the digression of the physical body that had to deteriorate. But there's everything you can do every morning. Wake up. Good morning, Maxine. Let's go make coffee. Come on in here, Maxine. Sit down. I mean, I the other day, I was um, sitting, I don't know where I was. Oh, I was going shopping for something for spring. And I'm walking down the aisle, and all of a sudden, in my ear goes, hey, look to the right. You'll love that blouse. And I went, whoa, Mikey, how are you? He said, I'm fine. He said, I like that one over there. I went, try it on. Look good. I bought it. So the more you start bringing them into your life as alive, instead of sitting there miserable beating yourself up, you're going to reap the joys that Maxine gave you rather than go down the pipes twirling in the abyss of the anguish that you are self-creating. And you are not changing the fact that she's dead. You know, you are really just acknowledging that she's alive and well. You see what I'm trying to say? In other words, right now, you're not acknowledging that she was a good girl and you enjoyed her life because you're so concerned about your guilt, your grief. You follow me? Yes, I do. So if you love her, then focus on her. Okay, I will. And with that, we're going to take a little break and be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Listen, cat people, it's just litter. Until you realize those big boxes mean big smells, big messes, and big money. Switch to World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter with concentrated power. It guarantees less smells, less work, all with less litter. Try the small bag that lasts one cat 30 days and you'll realize it's just litter. Unless it's World's Best Cat Litter. Find it at Target, Walmart, and at your local grocery and pet stores. When a beloved pet crosses the Rainbow Bridge, why not create a living memorial with a bio-urn tree? BioUrn is an affordable green burial option that grows your chosen tree. Pay tribute to your beloved companion with a circle of life memorial that blooms eternal. Your BioUrn kit comes with everything you'll need and is simple to prepare. Good for our planet, for our pets, and for the people who love them. Visit BioEarnForPets.com. B-I-O-U-R-N, the number four, P-E-T-S dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, and I know this has been a really heartfelt, fragile, vulnerable discussion. And when we speak about death, it goes to the epitome of our soul and the abyss of our anguish. And for that, I am blessed that Anne chose to share with us today so we can help y'all. And I think the most interesting question that Anne said was, is she hanging with her guilt? 
because in staying and dealing with guilt, 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 guilt every day, does that really keep her from acknowledging that precious Maxine's fursuit is dead and gone and that her living energy, she doesn't have to deal with that. She's still focusing on the body that literally had to leave. So in our second segment today, we're joined by Frankie Johnson. She's our professional bereavement counselor for our group, and she's going to add her insights that are more learned than ours and perhaps give Anne some other ideas about transforming that grief into acknowledgement of the passing, which we say transition to the living energy, and how to get through each and every day. Miss Frankie, you're up. I'm up. Okay. Well, it can be a way of kind of hiding behind it, so to speak. Then you don't have to deal with it. My, What's coming to me, my way of thinking, is it's more... How long has it been for Ian? Two months. Since Maxine passed. Two months. It's been two months, Frankie. Um, that's so, so fresh. Yeah. I mean, she may not even be ready to let go of that yet. Right. That's still, you know, she still needs to sit with that. She still needs to work with that. I told her we all applaud her for even, there was no way I'd be even able to talk at two months. So the no. fact that she could even be on the show and talk, let me tell you, everybody out there that's listening, bet you can't do that. So we really applaud Anne for her courage. And I think when you're going through the grieving, I know learning is exploring, being curious about what you're grieving. That helps a lot too, being, you know, being on the the Facebook site and the questions and it's more like looking into the transitioning, looking into the loss rather than trying to avoid it or not acknowledge it. The more you look into it and make sense out of it, I guess would be a way to say it for lack of better words, so you can live with it, so you can move forward with it. And I think that's what we, um, in the first segment, Maxine had congestive heart failure and then the medicine she gave her to save her from that created side effects. But either way, her body was on a deterioration scale and therefore she feels that she gave her the medicine and that the chronic renal failure was her fault to some degree. But it wasn't because the dog would have passed either way in a time frame either way and giving her the medication saved her from drowning in her own bodily fluids versus having kidney failure. Exactly. I didn't know the details of her passing, but um, she said, yes, having the medication may have changed the way she passed, but it didn't cause it. So, I think there's your key but, right there. But I think for me, and I go back to just that piece of in Frankie, that when I was starting to give her that medicine, she wasn't really bad with the heart issues. There was some I can't hear her. She wasn't. She said she wasn't really bad with the heart issues. But here's the okay. thing. The fact that she started with a heart condition was the beginning of the road to deterioration. And the fact that she had the cough was the road to deterioration. Unlike Bill's, where there was obviously a heart issue, and in time, it just surfaced kaboom. The okay. fact that that had, progress had started is sort of like it doesn't stop. So there correct, was no correct. reversing it. Mm-hmm. It was a matter of watching it and managing it, but there was no reversal. So if you're thinking, okay, if I didn't give her that, well, there was a reversal. No, that's error, and you're thinking there was no reversal. Yes, you need to think about the intent, too. I mean, and your intent was to make her comfortable. Your intent was to help her through this. And I always say, if we knew different, we'd do different, but we do with what we know at that time. 
And, you know, your heart, your intent was giving her that medication to ease her the cough or the fluid build bodily fluids. Yes. And that was your intent. So that is, I mean, to feel guilty if you intended on giving her the medication to speed up her transition, that was not your intent. The intent was to keep her comfortable and help her, you know, as long as she was here with you. Does that does that make most sense? Definitely. Does that help? Yes, most definitely. Yes, most definitely. Okay, because it, it is about your intent, and you do the best, you know, what you know the best to do. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. We can always look back and say, oh, if only. Okay, but, but stop right time, there. didn't know. She didn't have an if only. There was no plan B for a deteriorating heart. Okay. She didn't have that. But if only I hadn't given her that medication, what would that have done? She would have drowned in her own given- bodily fluids. Okay, so her transitioning was ease. Yes. For lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. So your intent was to help her through this. Her, your intent was to help her because it was like, you know, um, like we said, the heart condition was going to and, you know, lead up to a transition at some but point. But that's where I struggle. That's where I struggle with it because I don't know if I really believe that she had a heart condition. Oh, okay. That's where I struggle with this. Well, look what we've identified then. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me ask you a point blank question. Even if she didn't have a heart condition, she would have passed because you took her to the vet for the cough, which said she had something. So are you saying that you thought that it was medical incompetency? No, not at all. Okay. At so then the vet says she had a heart condition? Well, she said she had a heart murmur and okay. it wasn't anything to be concerned about. There were no fluids in the lungs at the time. Um, but she felt that the medicine would help with the coughing, the hacking that was going on. And but she did help. explain to you why the hacking happens when there is fluid backing up. Yes, and she did say that by giving her that medicine would help her heart not to work so hard. Right. Mm-hmm. That was the major reason. Right, because when the fluid is in there, the heart has to pump harder so yeah. you get rid of the fluid yeah. around it. Yeah. And Frankie, yes, I did what I felt in my heart was the right thing to do for her at the time. Okay. And that is, that's the ultimate. I mean, like I said, that was your intent. And she knows that. Maxine knows that was your intent. And I don't know if, Brent, if you've talked about, like, the that they agreed upon this before they even came here. Uh, yes. Uh, we were going to attach that because I think that that was something we need to, for those who are listening in our book, everything you do when you come to Earth is about a learning journey or a learning opportunity, which is why you are placed with the pet that you're have. And so when you have this opportunity, you are presented and you plan it on the other side before you get to earth. Just like Bill, you know, even though you had that heart attack quick before you came to earth, y'all sat up there and said, okay, I'm going to rock in, scramble the house up and I'm going to leave quick, scramble the house up again. And then after you set your year, I love this part, where you set your year-long plan to get a puppy, and all of a sudden Mariah says, ain't happening, here I come. That's once again, you agreed to rock your world and make it happen again. So everything is pre-scripted because of the learning experience. And I think the learning experience here is for Anne to know, with her intent, she set forth to make Maxine as healthy as she could. Maxine set forth on a deteriorative heart experiment, and that's it. And Maxine is teaching you through this, don't be guilty for having the intent to love her so much that you tried to help her when Maxine chose to have a degenerative heart condition that was never going to get better 
and that she was eventually going to die from, whether it was the heart itself or the side effects of some of the medication that you gave with love. And that's probably a karmic lesson for Anne to work through about celebrating love instead of living in guilt when she did everything with the intent of love. And guilt also, I mean, it comes from, guilt and grief comes from feeling out of control. And as humans, we all like to be in control of, you know, what our happenings and as in control as we can be. And we like to feel in charge of our choices. So when you feel that you're out of control, you couldn't control what was happening. And True? Yes. Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah. So that, that does lead to guilt. So you feel like you've made a mistake because you couldn't control it. And it wasn't within your realm of control. We like to think we can control things that really are not ours to control. And death and her choice of how to die was not in your control. Your control was to help her be as comfortable as possible until she chose that exit point. And I believe I did that. Then in that case, you go, girl. You did good. And now we need to flip you over to talking about celebrating her. If you can, when we finish this show, if you can make the choice, don't ever talk about the was again, but talk about the happies and how much you loved her and celebrating her. Because when a pet passes, even in a household, they mourn not for you, but about how you're mourning when they want you to be filled with joy and love. Maxine was about joy and love, and that's what she wants you to be. And think about it. If she's sitting up there in heaven going, just like Mike did to me, Mike's looking at me going, I wish she'd get it. I want her to be happy. Of course, I didn't even think about that. And Maxine's up there going, Mom, try. Talk to me. Think joyous. Laugh about the little things we did together. Smile about the joys that we shared. Snuggle with me. Feel me. Talk to me. Ask me. And all of that is living experiences rather than doom gloom. You're making me smile just by you saying that because I start to think of the things that she would do that would make me happy. Then that's what you do. You just place them out. That's great. And let me tell you, if you want to, have days. I would set aside days that I would cry three hours straight for Mike. And I'd go, okay, three hours is up. I'm going to think about all the good things we did. He was so funny when he shopped for coffee. And then I would remember smelling the coffee every morning when he was there and having enjoying it. Just wow. And then, you know, set aside, I'm only going to cry or think about guilt for an hour today, even if you go there. Because if you are, Maxine's up in heaven with her little paws crossed going, geez, mom, get with it. Think about the fun stuff. Come on. Let's just come on. And about my toys. Come on, mom. And thank God you didn't paint my toenails. Hello. And all the good stuff like that. And that way, you're pleasing Maxine. And if it's all about her and your intent to love her, then that's a better way to love her than going guilt, guilt, gloom, guilt, guilt, gloom. And that's why, even though it took me many, many years, I push people, although I honor whatever time frame you want to take to have your grief, I want to push you, if I can, into thinking about the joyous stuff. And that little face, every morning you woke up and looked at that little face, please focus on that. I mean, that picture I have on my happy wall. That little face just goes, good morning, Maxine. How are you, girlfriend? I have a lot of great pictures like that. And just fill them. Make yourself a happy wall. I have a whole happy wall that I did of Mike. Him sailing, him doing this, stuff that's just absolutely crazy. And every time I walk by, I cannot do anything but smile. It's my happy wall. So make a happy wall of all the good things of Maxine. It really will make you smile. At first, you think it's going to make you cry. It doesn't. 
You go, look at that little good apple. She got her nose in that. Look at that when she put her nose in that. And then you go, oh, that's when she slept. She always liked to sleep. Look at that little belly over there. She shouldn't sleep. That's not like a lady at all, sleeping like that. And all those little things. And you'll get so you'll walk by and you'll start talking to your happy wall. And you'll start thinking things. And then before you even get to it, you'll start smiling. Because everything up there is just happy, happy joy. Now, Bill, you're going to have a happy, happy joy running around. But, you know, every time you do that, it's just going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> at the same time, I'm sad because we're in a situation where I had to do it. I understand that. Yeah. I totally understand that. So we're going to consider that Maxine is going to watch over you, Anne, and jerk your chain every time you think about Waz and wag her tail and kiss you with lots of love every time you go forward with happiness because that's what she wants. And that's making me smile. And that's making that. me smile. Okay. Yay. All it, right. really, it really helped when I could start talking about Bear. I don't ever talk about him in the past. He is, like, he is with me. He's here. And I think on the, I can't remember exactly what I wrote about his first suit, but it was the first suit he wore when he was here on Earth. That's not who he is. Right. He is still here with me, his essence. But it took me a while to get there. It certainly did. But it does bring smiles. Yeah, that's, that's the key. True. Change your verbiage. Because when you hear me talk about Mike, I say, well, Mike's alive. And well, they said, where is this Mike person? I said, oh, he's on the other side. And they said, would you talk about him like he's alive? Well, yeah, he is. <laughs> and then they sort of look at me like she's strange. But I don't care. And that's the whole point. And with that, we're going to take a break. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Hi, Jill. I see you and Bella are enjoying this lovely day as well. It's a perfect day for a walk. Isn't that right, Bella? And what a colorful ID tag you have, Bella. It certainly puts my Rusty's boring engraved tag to shame. Isn't it great? It's a dog tag art tag. Dog tag art? Yeah. Dog tag art makes the world's coolest pet ID tags. Pick from hundreds of cute designs or upload your photos or artwork to create a unique tag of your own. They even give you four lines of text on the back of the tag for important contact information. I love it! But do they hold up? We have to replace Rusty's metal tags so often because the information wears away. Dog tag art tags are some of the highest quality pet tags out there. They're made with super durable stainless steel. Your information is always legible and the tags are guaranteed for life. Well, I'm sold. Where can I get my dog tag art tag for Rusty? Dogtagart.com Sounds great! We can't wait to get online and get a tag of our own. Dogtagart.com We keep best friends together. Use the coupon code RADIO for a 25% discount off any tag. Active for Pets is a new wellness platform and app that helps pet parents save time and money on their vet bills. Stop paying for unnecessary vet treatments. Consult with a vet online. Get unlimited access to your pet's entire health history from any computer or smartphone with the Active for Pets app. Vaccinations, medications, test results, and more. Active 4 Pets gives you access to a team of expert vets for non-emergency care. Make an appointment before, during, or after office hours. Skip the waiting room and get a secure online vet consult on your schedule. Taking care of your pets is as easy as it gets with Active 4 Pets. Ready to try Active 4 Pets? Listeners get 40% off a one-year membership. To get this great offer, use promo code PETLIFE on the sign-up page of Active4Pets.com. That's A-C-T-I-V, the number 4, P-E-T-S, dot com. 
or call 888-512-2848. Amazing Pet Expos is coming to a city near you. Admission is always free and your pet is welcome. Shopping, adoptions, free nail trims, discounted shots and microchipping, agility, a pet costume contest, and much more. Plus, meet the guys from Animal Planet's hit TV series Tank and Pit Boss online at AmazingPetExpos.com. Bring your pets to the Pet Expo! Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, Miss Ann, if you can tell us now what you're thinking that's joyous, that we'll let you go home and live in the is instead of the was, talk in the present instead of talk in the past, and what are you going to focus on that's going to make you smile and laugh? Well, what I'm focusing on right now is that when Max, I threw the ball to her, <laughs> she would run and get it and come bring it back to me, and we could do that 20, 30, 50 times a day, and she never tired of doing that. And she loved going for walks and hikes in the woods. And you would think, this this dog is is a little toy poodle. And she likes to go for hikes. But she did. She loved it. And she had so much joy. And she gave me so much joy doing that. So those are the kind of things that... So have you taken her on a hike? Yes. Okay. Well, your homework assignment is go take her on a hike and talk to her the whole way. I will. I will. And then take that ball and look at it and hold that ball in your hand and look at it and remember every time. Say, oh, my Lord. I remember when this rolled under the sofa couch. Oh, when she took it in the bathroom, what did she do with this? I remember finding that ball in the middle of my pillow, in the middle of my bed. And think about all the places that ball's been. And all the places she's been with me. There you go. So I think you should build a scrapbook of what you do in a happy wall. I think that happy wall, just putting it together, will be a good thing for you. That's a great Because that's with great all thing. the travels that you've done with that dog, just make a wonderful yeah. happy wall and everything you've done. And when you get about halfway through it, okay, go on and cry. And if you cry, just say, thank you for being here. Thank you for being in my energy. Thank you for giving me this love. My Lord, how blessed are you to have had Maxine's love? Yeehaw. So wow. just cry right on and say, thank you, Max. Which picture do I want to put on this happy wall? And she'll show you. Thank you, Maxine. What's the next one I want to put on there? And just be saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, and putting it all together. And your heart will lift and your joy will expand. And you'll realize she is living energy and not was. Thank you. Thank you, Brent, so much. You've made me smile already. No, Maxine does that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I go think about our little girl. And on that, we're going to end our show. And we'll see you with our next one next week. Bye, 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 bye. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.